From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is Sarah Reith with the KZYX News. Congressman Jared Huffman stopped by the Willits Firehouse last week to talk about climate change, keeping the federal government funded, and to take questions from community members. He gave the small crowd a heads up about one thing he's concerned about sometime in the near future. We're very likely to see something I don't like at all, uh, but it'll be another government shutdown for some period of time. Now, every time that happens, um, the folks who thought it was a good idea pretty quickly figure out it's not a good idea at all. It hurts people, it affects their daily lives, it impacts programs that they care about, that we all care about. So I am sure that after some period of of time, uh, we'll get back to the table and sort this out and get the lights back on, but I am concerned. He said that climate change is by far his highest priority. He is pleased about the clean energy incentives in the Inflation Reduction Act. And I will tell you, one year in, it's been one year since that law was enacted, uh, the impact has been really significant, even more, I think, than many people predicted. So we have seen over $500 billion in investments brought into this country as a result of those incentives. Interesting thing about those investments, they're really spread across the country pretty equitably. A lot of them are in frontline and disadvantaged communities because the law requires equity and environmental justice to be upfront considerations. Uh, But there's also an interesting provision that I think, I hope, will help break down some of the politics that have divided us on uh, energy policy and climate policy. There's a provision that adds an extra 10% tax credit when solar and battery projects are put in what we call energy communities. And these are historically fossil fuel communities. So think of places like the Gulf Coast, think of um, like Oklahoma. A funny thing is happening. Investments are flowing into these communities. These are often you know, deeply Republican states and communities. And they're starting to see the real economic upside of the clean energy economy. I am hopeful about that. But with ill-maintained electric infrastructure causing massive fires in California and most recently Hawaii, there's a lot of work to do on the grid before we're ready to transition away from fossil fuels. Huffman noted that PG&E is beginning to underground some but not enough of its power lines. He's especially interested in updating transmission capacity for the offshore wind project in Humboldt County. But uh, we can't make use of that electricity if we can't if we can't upgrade our transmission. And so we're going to have to work not only in our part of Northern California, we're going to have to work with Oregon because we have some interconnections there that are necessary to serve the whole region. Historically, it's been really balkanized, really parochial, the, the development of grids. Uh, each state kind of has its own turf and there's very little coordination. We're trying to change that. Uh, and so one of the laws we passed in the last Congress, uh, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, also known as the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, for the first time puts a lot of federal money in place to support these major transmission upgrades, create some new incentives to do it. Uh, but we still are going to have to push the grid operators in California. It's it's a bunch of them. So we've got the California ISO, uh, we've got the California Public Utilities Commission, then we've got our actual public utilities, we've got an energy commission. I mean, you start to just get dizzy from all of the organizations that have some part of uh, the planning and the building and the management of our electrical grid. But we are, I think, making some progress in streamlining uh, the coordination of those agencies and in pushing them 
uh, to do something they've never done before, which is to overbuild the grid. Uh, and this is something, I'm, I'm having all of these stakeholder meetings because I really want that offshore wind project in Humboldt to be successful. And I'm finding that there is this culture in the folks that work on the electrical grid to never have too much capacity, to never overbuild it. They, they call it having stranded assets uh, that they can't pass through to ratepayers and actually pay for. Incredibly conservative um, culture in this grid space. And we're going to have to get past that because the needs we're going to have for grid capacity in the future are so much greater. Uh, so that's part of what I'm trying to deal with. We're pushing some reforms at the federal level to uh, not only move that money out that we've already um, enacted, but to streamline some of these authorities and actually mandate uh, through the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission uh, some of this interregional planning and shared capacity. As for nuclear power, Huffman said he would not say never no way, but he's still concerned about the unsolved problem of nuclear waste. He's more optimistic about battery storage and geothermal energy. But according to Huffman, the fossil fuel industry is even interfering with the effectiveness of the wars it funds. Our military is this sprawling global entity, and when it has to bring fossil fuel into every base, into every battle line where they're fighting, every deployment, um, it's a vulnerability. So they love the idea of battery storage, of electric vehicles, and of all of these different technologies. And in, in some ways, they've, they've pioneered some of it through, through some of their own um, efforts. Uh, but the politics is where it kicks in. And so my Republican colleagues actually ran amendments to the defense authorization bill to prevent them from doing all these things. So even when you've got you know, the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the Pentagon saying it is in our national security interest to do these things at our military facilities around the world, we've got politicians saying, you're too woke. Stop that. Uh, we're not going to let you do it. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Reif. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.